The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. This is a new segment, mini-episode, that we're going to call a Die for Dead Formats. The basic concept is, is that we are going to be watching, we have a short list of movies that we're going to be watching on outdated formats. Nothing has been released on any kind of modern DVD, Blu-ray, anything like that. So far, I have a list of 10 titles that are between VHS and Laserdisc. And uh, we're going to roll a die, D10, and figure out what we're going to watch. Uh, this is the Groots, and uh, my guest for this mini-episode series is going to be my brother from another mother, Jesse. Jesse Jones. How, How you doing, doing man? <laughs> <laughs> We've known each other for a million years. Yeah, um, 30 years, actually. Yeah. Exactly. Damn, 30 years, old. exactly. We are old. Yep. Uh, we met in uh, India, of all places, in middle school. Yep, eighth grade. Yep, and um, uh, something I I was briefly talking about on the GUI episode uh, that we did on Blockbuster Days. When I was living overseas, I really didn't get a chance to see a lot of movies as they came out, or I didn't really have the rental store experience because we were moving around a lot. So when I got back to the States, and you were back in the States, um, I can't tell you how many movies we watch in your basement on VHS, <laughs> right? Yeah. And anyway, so some of these titles could have very easily shown up there, but <laughs> neither of us have seen most of these movies or maybe any of these movies. I remember, I still remember in, uh, in high school when you started, uh, when Laserdisc came out and you, like, you jumped, you guys, your family jumped on that craze. Oh, hardcore. Yeah. No, because we had been so transitory. Yeah. We, we went nuts with um with laserdisc and had all the titles you know all the indiana jones and star wars and all kinds of stuff and, and then of course dvd came out and laserdisc tanked like hardcore <laughs> <laughs> in any case uh so i got this list of 10 why don't we uh go ahead and roll a die and see what, what our first movie is going to be all right here we go all right we rolled a seven and that is the Laserdisc release of Dead Men Don't Die. <laughs> so we're going to watch that, and then we're going to talk about it. So we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> so our first movie was Dead Men Don't Die <sighs> from 1990. Wowie. Uh, so I bought this kind of sight unseen because... You sure did. <laughs> Clearly, because this was uh, the the cover of the movie, the Laserdisc, has a zombified Elliot Gould on the cover, and I was just like, "Well, yeah. he, he's funny as fuck, and he's been in all these <laughs> cool ass flicks like The Long Goodbye and Mash, and like all yeah, the Ocean's he's movies." An right? established, respectable auteur, and uh, no, <laughs> yeah, this might have been a paycheck movie. So. <laughs> 
His performance was all right, I will say. You know, he had a little bit of dialogue in the beginning, and then, you know, he just got tacked stupid and crazy for the rest of the movie. Did, tell me about it. How, how much of a cake job that was for him. <laughs> all he had to just do make was... a few faces and some, you know, physical comedy and then yeah. some sounds. He, he basically just did, got to be a goofball yeah. for most of the movie and, and a little bit of gray uh-huh. makeup. <laughs> so... All right, so we've got the basic concept of the movie is Elliot Gould plays a guy named Barry Barron, who is uh, like a hotshot TV uh, newscaster. Yeah. 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 His partner on the news is Dulcie, and she's played by Melissa Sue Anderson, who I thought was the blonde from the Chuck Norris, Louis Gossett Jr. movie, Firewalker, but yeah. it's not. She was in uh, Happy Birthday to Me. Which is basically the only thing... Wait, was she the main character? Yeah. She was so young back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we watched that movie instead, but... But uh, then we have... Um, uh, I didn't really write down all the cast, but the major few are uh, Mabel King from What's Happening, Mama from What's Happening, plays a character called Chafuka. <laughs> And uh, she is like the building's cleaning lady, but she's also the biggest like, like she's like voodoo a voodoo practitioner stereotype. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a, it's a mixture of sort of like early uh, slavery era Christian spiritualism and like and 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 voodoo. They just mash it all up. You know, no explanation necessary. No, uh, a total stereotype. It was 1990, so. Yeah, I guess they could get away with that kind of thing, but it, it, it it's pretty racist. <laughs> it was pretty. I mean, her character opens up and she's like cleaning in an elevator lobby and she's singing a spirit. <laughs> and we're just like, are you fucking oh serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then um, we see Barry uh, deliver a newscast and then and then he uh, he's in the parking garage and sees some nefarious activity over by this van. <laughs> And he goes to go check it out, and he ends up following this trio of, of hoodlums. Um, the only one that I recognized, his character's name is Mungo. Yeah. And he's played by Richard Dreyer, who was the gang leader in Savage Streets, which is a fucking awesome movie with uh, Linda Blair. Anyway, he follows these guys up to a, a room on one of the floors of this building that his, uh, his station's in. And it's the station building. Yeah, the station yeah. building. So one of these offices on one of the floors is, you know, there's a bunch of boxes in there. And he finds out that, lo and behold, there is, uh, they're trafficking cocaine. And he gets caught in there because he can't hide for shit. <laughs> and these guys, like, and the dumbest chase, he basically throws cocaine in the air like a... <laughs> Cocaine smoke screen, boom. Yeah, cocaine that was in boxes that wasn't even in bags. Apparently, it was just like yeah. poor, that was poorly sealed or something. Like there was cocaine literally pouring out of these boxes. Yeah. So there's this big old chase. It's goofy as fuck. I mean, you can almost hear the Benny Hill theme, <laughs> theme song, "Yakety Sex," like halfway half half the time in this movie. And uh, he gets caught back in the parking garage by his car, and these dudes just gun his ass down. And so he's dead on the hood of his car. And his uh, his partner, his his uh, co-anchor, yeah, co-anchor yeah. 
Dulcy pulls up, parks next to him, sees that he's dead on the hood of his car, and freaks out, and then goes and calls the cops and goes to get a camera because she's got a story now because yep. like he's dead. Yeah, because they're they're competitive with each other, and she right. you know obviously wants to make it in news, but this is 1990, so women are basically eye candy. <laughs> no career opportunities. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, the voodoo mammy janitor, uh, Chafuka, finds him on the hood of this car, throws his corpse on top of her like janitor <laughs> cart, and Jesus rolls Christ. it into like the maintenance room, and then opens up a secret passage behind lockers. Like, how did she have this built? And like, where? <laughs> I have so many questions. That, it's <laughs> like a voodoo she room. Just moves a, a, a set of sliding lockers, you know, concealing a hidden door to her necromancy room. Exactly. Voodoo priestess got to have a spot, right? Yeah. That's not her house, apparently. <laughs> so she gets him back in there and starts beginning uh, performing a ritual to raise his ass from the dead. Meanwhile, uh, his co-anchor, Dulcie, goes back. Body's gone. Well, you're, she, you you skipped it. She called the cops, and the cops, the cops showed up, and so Keystone cops show up, like bumbling. Right. You know, like there's the older, pissed off detective that just doesn't want to do his job. Right. And then the the younger, bumbling detective who wants to prove himself. I could be a good detective. You're already a detective. Like I don't right. get it. You already <laughs> made he, it to detective. Like yeah, he's a moron. I've seen him in other TV work and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I know his face, but. His, I can't believe his character actually fucking survived the movie. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, uh, body's gone, so the cops are annoyed. You know, <clears throat> Dulcie doesn't know what's going on, and uh, holy shit. Yep. And okay, so recently zombified Elliot Gould is just silly as he had so much fun making this movie. So. Uh, Chafuka decides that she's got to clean him up because he's he's all bloody and he's got like gunshot holes all over him. So she puts him on his motorcycle trike. <laughs> yeah, where does she get a motorcycle? Where does she get a, t- a motorized tricycle? Yeah, like that's that? what she rides. <laughs> takes him takes him back to her place. He's got like zombie bath time. <laughs> and she cleans him up, and then she takes him back to the station so that he can like. Go to work. <laughs> and he's like... He's got a hole in his head, so she puts some gum in the hole and then puts a Band-Aid over it. Yeah. And everybody's trying to pick at the Band-Aid for some reason. It's like it's fucking Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's... There's no good writing in this No, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, she then claims to be his manager. And of course, he's standing like a zombie. Everyone's like, what are you doing? What's wrong? Are you feeling ill? And uh, she just says, uh, Mr. Barry has the miseries right now. (laughs) Miseries, yes. I'm like, oh my god. So she figures out that she can speak into like a voodoo doll to make him speak. So she's basically like miming for him. And she's doing it from a back room. So she's reading his copy on the news, but fucking it up. And, And, oh, oh, but she's reading it. So Elliot Gould's zombie repeats everything she says. In her accent. <laughs> which is hilarious. Which is hilarious and extremely, like, stereotyped. 
<laughs> it's yeah, this movie's pretty problematic. I mean, it came out in ninety. I'm sure it was probably shot a few years earlier. <laughs> but it is definitely Yeah, it definitely of its seemed, time. It definitely seemed like a nineteen eighties film that just was released a lot later. Yeah. And uh it's it's silly news news lines. At one point Oh, she he she reads all of the uh lines instead yeah, both of sides. just instead of just his lines and then letting her say her lines. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh, comedy in here somewhere? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know hookers had a convention. That I didn't was, know that was a line. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Hookers pull each other hair pull each other's hair at a hooker convention. What? So suffice to say the uh the hoods who were uh celebrating at a bar that they had uh, successfully murdered this dude that almost compromised their operation. Then see him on the TV reporting the news. They're like, what the fuck? And these guys are just as bumbling as anybody else in this movie. So they go back to the station after the news report to gun him down a second time. <laughs> and, you know, we don't have to go through everything, but it's it's absurd. He gets gunned down again. The cop sees it, reports it. Then his body's gone again because Chafuka goes to clean him up again, I guess. And there's just this back and forth of like, we got him this time. No, we didn't. Yep. You know, they end up sending one of the guys to to finish a job a third time. And he ends up like basically getting hugged by the zombie and shoots himself. Yep. So Carlos and then Chafuka decides, oh, shit, I better make him a zombie, too. Yep. And then... It just keeps going. The next the next goon comes out, gets killed, gets zombified as well. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it gets down to basically it's after the, you know, everyone's gone except for the reporters and then Zombie Barry and the, the one bumbling young detective. And there's just this back and forth chase sequence. Uh, where the last remaining hood of the three, Mungo, is uh, is trying to like hunt them down. It was like kind of like a Scooby Doo kind of thing. Yeah, like, it was. Doo, 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 doo. And they they end up back in the coke room. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know he's gonna the cop and the and uh, Dulcie, you know, are are basically oh, the, get uh, killed. They these. What we assume is the ringleader of the group, this older guy who wasn't with the who wasn't with them initially, um, he shows up, right? And because they had called him a little earlier, he shows up and he sees like the two dudes zombified. Yep. They had taken out Mungo. They had knocked Mungo out. I think is what happened. Right. Yeah. And then, like, so he's there, and uh, they end up getting into this big melee, and then the uh, yeah, the cop and the reporter they. They get away, and Mungo ends up getting electrocuted. Yeah, to a new wave song. To a new wave song. Well, it turns into a new wave song. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's like... the whole. That's the comedy. That's the physical comedy. And, and I gotta say that the the direction of this movie, like the director, doesn't know how. Didn't know how to do physical comedy. No. Didn't know how to do like the the timing was awful. The performances had and he no wrote it. Time. And he, and he wrote, wrote it right. And the movie's so. Stupid. And he wrote a lot of stuff. He's not a good director, and he's not a good writer, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, what's his name? His uh, name is uh, director's name is Malcolm Marmerstein, 
And the only other movie that he directed was Love Bites with Adam Ant. Yeah. And that's yep. all. That's all you really need to know about that. Yeah, and apparently he wrote he a, bu- he, he a, wrote a bunch of, bunch of uh, seasons of uh, Dark Shadows. Yeah, and he's got little writing credits all over the place. But he's done some big movies as well. And uh, man, <laughs> this was not one of his shining moments. So at this point, uh, Chafuka has herself a zombie horde because she yeah. has animated. Um, Mungo uh, Carlos, the other yeah. guy from. I don't know. Was he in like all the hoods <laughs> and uh, and of course uh, Barry? Yeah, a- and da da da. Like they've finally got the story because the, all this shit has been going down. They found the coke, um, and Dulcie goes to the station owner. Yeah, the the guy who runs the network, and is basically like, "Hey, I got this story." Lo and behold, he's the actual kingpin. Yeah. He's and she's like, what are you doing? It's like, well, you know, Coke's a good business, you know. Yeah. High yield returns. <laughs> yeah. And, See, it, you know. Oh my God. It's the early nineties. And uh, he's had he's you know this this station owner guy has had this uh, this blonde bimbo kind of you know on his coattails the whole movie and the best line yeah of the whole movie comes up it was when, fantastic. When it re- when it turns out that he's the fucking villain, he's got he's got the gun. She says, da, 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 da. she says, how is this going to affect my career? <laughs> and after a pause, he like he leans down and he he kisses her lightly on the lips and says, adversely. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best line in the whole movie, especially contrasted with the absolute terrible comedic Definitely. writing of the rest of the movie, it was actually a genuinely funny line. It was, yeah. And uh, then the party gets crashed, and it ends up that they end up in this car chase sequence where (laughs) you've got Barry driving his convertible red Mercedes, and uh, you've you've got, they took... uh, Chafoka was in their car with him, and the three zombies. And the three zombies, and then... Dulce and the the bumbling cop got taken hostage. They're in the rich dude's limousine. And this was actually probably the best shot action sequence of the whole movie. And Especially the fact that the whole movie takes place in this boring office environment. Right. And scene after scene. And then you get this action sequence that's in sunlight. And right. Like it's outdoors. <laughs> and it's, it's it was refreshing. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And it was fun. And and uh, during this whole sequence, uh, they were playing uh, Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. Yeah. And so really, The score was interesting. I mean, it was typical 90s uh, fair, but like people yeah. signed on to this movie. Yeah, yeah, dude. It, you they paid it. money to make this movie. It wasn't a low budget. I mean, not, not as low budget as, you know, you would expect for what you get, the results you get. <laughs> they intended this movie to be a comedy hit, maybe. Yeah. To compete with other stuff around the time, obviously yeah. not gonna happen. I got to see what other, what else came out in 1990 that they were trying to compete against because yeah. it didn't work. No, no, this this wasn't gonna tap into like any kind of like Beetlejuice level. Uh, although stuff. at the time, though, people probably did think it was funny because they didn't know what the hell funny was. Right, I guess. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this big sequence happens where. The zombies are like jumping between cars and they're rescuing the live people. And in the end, 
all the bad guys get zombified. The limo crashes. Uh, or uh, limo crashes. Chafuka, like, animates the rest of them. <laughs> the, the last two. And now she's keeping them all in a closet in that rich dude's office. Yeah, and she's she, running the network. She's the president of the network. <laughs> and she's got the, the former station manager serving her drinks. And, you know, doing doing that kind of stuff and keeping all of them inside this little closet. And, you know, Elliot Gould is still the anchor. Yep. Reading the news in her, I guess, Jamaican accent? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, yeah. And, oh, and the, uh, and the, the bumbling, the, the bimbo, like the, you know, she, she actually is, uh, doing all the, uh, traffic and weather. So she, you know, her, she actually has a career. Yay. She was stuck in the, uh, the sexist, uh, stereotype there. Yeah. The idiot detective quits oh he quits and because and a vice president is that what he becomes yeah vice president of the network yeah because that's how all this works yeah because i don't really have to do that much (laughs) yeah it's a perfect job for me because i don't have to know anything (laughs) oh my god and yeah that's pretty much the movie yeah i mean it definitely well first of all like Oh, the chase sequence. Oh, yeah, you you already mentioned it was Dead Man's Party, and at first I was like, this is kind of like they're trying to rip off of uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the action chase sequence. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about this. Like, it's not that memorable. What I can say about this is that, it, for me, it's, it's always fun to kind of discover these rare, like, odd bird movies that yeah. it, are just like, this got made? How the fuck? Yeah. You know? But, I mean... It wasn't I, the worst movie I've ever seen. No, no, no. Far. It was fun. I, You know, I, you could tell that everyone in the movie was having a blast making this yeah. movie. Like, they were just having fun because, you know, it wasn't a serious picture. Elliot Gould maybe had 20 lines of dialogue, you know, basically, uh, yeah. as, as, like, a non-zombified person. All in the person. first 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest is him, like... Going, oh, in a stupid me, 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 me. Jamaican accent reading yep. the news or or just making silly faces. And he had to have had so much fun. It's got to be the lightest lifting for any role he's it's ever done. in a great mood because he got his... He got, he, he got he paid. Got, he got paid and, like, you know... Hell yeah. He doesn't have to do much. He gets to be silly. Make but funny I, faces. That's... I can definitely understand why this movie would not have been a success and why nobody ever bothered... <laughs> to remaster it, uh, yeah, you know, onto money. DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. So there's no distributor that's gonna put this out. No. So know. this is just one of those little like lost to time things that you know, if you don't have a VCR or a Laserdisc player, you're probably not gonna see it. I can't imagine this movie came out in theaters though. It had to. I mean, they they put the money. They were straight to VHS movies back then. It could have been. I, I don't know. And like, it's kind of family friendly. Yeah, I mean, it was rated PG-13. It's PG-13, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't rated PG. Yeah. But, um, because the violence was just silly, it wasn't any. Yeah, it was, it was like a Benny Hill episode. Yeah. And it was almost, it wasn't quite as bad as, a, like, a made-for-TV kind of thing, but. Definitely a, pr- bad, a product of its era, with all, like, the <laughs> 80s sexism and. Yep. <laughs> like, problematic or racist overtones. Yes. <laughs> man but, and i guess what we want what we should do is 
Let's roll that die one more time so we know what, oh, we're, boy. what we're going to be watching next time. We crossed seven off the list. so Oh, yeah. We're, we're, done, we're done with that. Add a new movie to the list Yep. before the next one, I guess. Yep. Here we go. Zero or ten, I guess. Ten. ten. Um, so this is a movie uh, called Waterhole Number 3. It's a cheesy Western uh, done by Blake Edwards. With, really? Yeah, the Pink Panther guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think it has James Coburn in it. <laughs> Sweet. So, uh, yeah. I'm uh, excited for that more than I was for this. Yes, and that is also on Laserdisc, and that will be our next episode. So, for now, uh, thank you so much for listening. Check out all the uh, other episodes of Beautiful Disasters. You can reach us on Facebook, Beautiful Disasters Podcast. Um, check out all the shows on the GUI Network. And, um, yeah, for Beautiful Disasters, uh, this has been The Groots, Jesse Jones, and uh, thanks for listening. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.